we've got some uh, internal data that say that uh, if we engage via live, live chat very quickly with a prospect, uh, this prospect is 82% more likely to, to convert and become a, a customer of ours. Um, there is also uh, this stat that, that, uh, statistic that I love from uh, Harvard Business Review that say that if you get back to a lead within 60 minutes, you're 7x more likely to, to convert that, uh, that lead into, into a customer. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show, a podcast that brings you insights and tactics from the greatest SaaS minds across the world. The show is brought to you by SaaStock, the conference to turn your SaaS up to 11, returning to Dublin in October 15th to the 17th, 2018. On this week's episode of the SaaS Revolution Show, I talk with Stan Masuras, EMEA Sales Director at Intercom, about how the company acquires customers and builds out its sales machine. Born and raised in a small village in France, as soon as Stan Masuras graduated college, he decided Dublin was the place to be. He bought a one-way ticket, and with €1,000 in his back pocket, he went on to experience the booming tech scene in the Irish capital. That was back in 2004, and Stan immediately fell in love with Dublin and has never looked back. His career path has passed through Xerox, HP, Facebook, Twitter, before joining Intercom, and each of these companies he's built European sales operations from the ground up, never expecting the successes which they would reach. When he joined Intercom, there was already a small sales team, but Stan ramped up the EMEA sales efforts to new highs. In my conversation with him, we trace back how Intercom sales thinking has evolved and how currently Stan enables everyone to do the best work they can. Listen on to hear how Stan has organized the sales team. We work hand in hand with our product team. Uh, uh, when we think about launching a new product, well, we want to make sure that uh, we're fully trained, we've got the right content, we've been using the product ourselves before bringing it to, to market, we provide recommendation, um, and uh, before we actually launch a product, uh, we make sure that we've got the right target list, who's going to be our audience for, for this new feature, this new integration, uh, or this new product that we're about to launch, uh, and we, we want to, to, to make sure that we'll be fully aligned uh, with our product team um, uh, since the inception of the product, till we bring it to, to market. What is the winning formula of doing great sales? What really makes a difference is how you package your product, the stories that you will tell around it, uh, how you're going to brand yourself, and, and also uh, how effective your sales team is going to be. Uh, and this is where you know, like, I feel really passionate about uh, making sure that my team is going to be very generous with our prospect. We deliver our value upfront. His secret to keeping the team motivated and engaged. Some things that I always want to push uh, within my team is that I want every single one of them to own one part of our business. Uh, so my tab, for example, Megan within my team, she will be in charge of you know, creating, creating great uh, content and collateral, pitch deck, uh, organizing events uh, for us. I might have uh, the real-time sales team, uh, it's a team of three people right now. They are our kind of growth hacker uh, within the team. They always test the limits uh, and push them to uh, to see how can we get the best out of uh, Intercom and also other solutions. Stan is one of many speakers. Well, welcome to SaaStock 18 for what will be three epic days of learning, connecting, and bringing your SaaS to new highs. If you're listening to this uh, today, you can still save 200 euros, not 2,000, uh, on tickets before August the 3rd. Head over to sasdoc.com forward slash tickets. Uh, grab a single ticket or a team bundle now. Now on with the show. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show, Stan Masuras, uh, EMEA Sales Director at Inscom. Welcome, Stan. 
Hi, Alex. Um, thanks for having me. I'm a big fan of your podcast. So it's, uh, it's a pleasure to, to be here. No, no, great to, great to have you on the podcast as a first-time guest. Um, obviously, we, uh, well, I think we, we met at SASDOC last year and uh, where you spoke at SASDOC 17. Uh, also, you recently spoke at SASDOC Berlin um, and, and that was a, a, a killer keynote, uh, I think, uh, um, one of the top rated, uh, beaten by a couple of points by the Stelly's talk, uh, but, uh, you know, you, almost the top talk of the, uh, of, of the day. But, I'm fine getting beaten by <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, so Stan, uh, obviously, well, like, you, you know, we, we, we've met, we know each other a little bit, um, but tell the audience that perhaps doesn't know who you are, uh, who is Stan Masuras? My name is Stan Masuras. Uh, I am the European Sales Director uh, at Intercom. Uh, so I'm originally from France. Uh, I grew up in the south of France where um, I did all my uh, education and I moved to Dublin uh, in 2003. Uh, just bought one one-way ticket, had 1,000 euro in my, my back pocket. It was at the time when the economy was booming in Ireland. Uh, most of the tech companies were sitting up uh, in the city of Dublin. And um, I was kind of born of my rural and small uh, little town uh, where nothing was happening. And uh, at, at the time, Dublin was the most fascinating and exciting city in Europe for me. So I moved to Dublin, uh, got a job really quickly for, uh, for Xerox at the time, very, very traditional old school company. And, uh, and after, so I stayed there for, for 12 months and I was planning to move back to France, but just fell in love with the city, with the culture, with the people. Uh, it's a very vibrant city, d- despite the weather not, not being as good as, as in France. Uh, but um, yeah, 14 years later, I'm, I'm still here and uh, married and with two children. Married to an Irish lady? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, you don't have much of an Irish accent, though, yeah. No, 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 unfortunately. <laughs> I, I won't put you on the spot and uh, uh, make you do an Irish accent. Uh, but uh, let's, so, uh, um, so, so you've been a sales professional, um, you, you know, for, for, for quite a while, right? Um, since, since 2003, sort of roughly. Um, tell us a little bit about that journey. You mentioned Xerox. Um, you, you know, uh, you're, you're now Amir, a sales director for Intercom. You know, how have you become Amir sales director? What, what, what's your sales uh, journey? Uh, yeah, so I uh, started my career so with Xerox and then I moved to Hewlett-Packard. So two very traditional, slow-moving uh, type of B2B companies, huge organization, uh, very stable, uh, where you don't really take um, a ton of risk. And I think for me, it was one of the best schools uh, possible. Uh, I was young. Uh, I, was, uh, I needed a bit, a bit of uh, discipline. So learning process excellence, um, discipline, how to measure your pipeline, uh, was key to really learn the base of uh, being a, a strong sales professional. Uh, so I spent my first five years between these two kind of traditional and um, uh, old school companies before then moving to, uh, to Facebook in uh, January 2009. Uh, at the time, Facebook uh, in January 2009 uh, was only uh, myself and two other people uh, in a basement uh, on Leeson Street in, in Dublin. We were just setting up the European HQ uh, we didn't know if Facebook would be such, uh, such a big success as it is today. Uh, our ambition when we were talking between us, we were like, oh, maybe one day we will be as big as MySpace. <laughs> and uh, we didn't really anticipate the phenomenon that it will uh, uh, be, uh, be happening for, for this company. And my role there uh, changed almost every six months. Uh, at the beginning, I was in charge of um, localization, uh, uh, making sure that uh, you know, all the content for advertiser would be translated in all the different languages, then setting up uh, ad review for advertiser. And then after uh, nine to 12 months, it was when the fun really started. When we went after advertiser, we had to build a sales team. We had to come up with a strategy. Um, 
what was our unique selling point versus uh, the likes of uh, Google and Yahoo, who were uh, you know, the, the, the most uh, popular advertising platform at the time. And, and I spent four and a half years there, uh, first focusing on, uh, on, uh, on, the, on the French market. Then I was asked to, to work on the launch of the Benelux region. Uh, and uh, I also had the chance to, uh, to contribute into uh, the launch of the Argentinian office, where I spent um, a few weeks to, to hire and train a sales manager. And, and so after four, four and a half years, there, um, then I moved to, to, to Twitter uh, to, to do more or less the same. Uh, but at the time, Twitter was only uh, uh, thinking about monetization. So until, until 2014, Twitter was all about user acquisition. And then monetization will happen by, by magic. And so when I joined, uh, my first role was to, to manage the French market. Uh, and I had one account manager and two account executives. And the revenue coming uh, from France at the time for Twitter was $250 per day. Uh, so we really had to start from nothing to build this, uh, this million-dollar uh, business uh, and also to be one of, uh, one of the strongest competitors of Facebook and Google uh, in the advertising landscape. So it was all about... Um, coming up with a strategy, our go-to-market to uh, approach, building the right content, going after the right customer, leveraging third-party data, and hiring top talent. Uh, and at the time, it was tough when you were trying to, uh, uh, to attract uh, really strong uh, salespeople uh, when Google and Facebook were hiring uh, like crazy. Um, so that's how I learned, uh, learned the rope. And, and similar to, to Facebook, uh, during my time at Twitter, so focused on friends first, uh, then uh, other uh, small uh, you know, markets in the, uh, in the EMEA region, such as, again, uh, Belgium and the Netherlands. And at the end, I was focusing mainly on the Israeli market, which was just a powerhouse for, for Twitter. Uh, it was when really the Israeli tech scene was just exploding. And I had the chance to work with some uh, very fascinating uh, customers in, in this uh, really, really dynamic market. And, and, and so a great CV there, which has obviously led you and I guess kind of Intercom to like hire you to, to lead their, their sales team. And I think, um, I mean, how old is Intercom as a business now? Is it so it's seven, eight years, something like that? Years, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think like a couple of years ago, Intercom didn't have any salespeople. Is, is that right? So, I mean, were you one of the first sales hires? No, no, no. So, so when I joined, I think we're about like globally, I think we're like around 30, uh, 30 uh, salespeople between Dublin and, and the US. Now I think, uh, wouldn't know the exact number for the team in the US, but for, for Dublin right now, we're 27 people to look after all Europe, Middle East uh, and Africa. Um, and um, we, we divided into like multiple roles, such as CSM, uh, SDRs, account executive, relationship manager. And you're 100% right. Uh, until recently, uh, Twitter, um, Intercom was really focusing on self-serve uh, uh, business. Uh, people going into uh, intercom.io and putting their credit card and setting up uh, themselves, which was uh, definitely the right strategy um, at the time to to really focus on the early stage um, uh, uh, landscape and uh, very dynamic scene in, in Europe. But then as you want to go up market, this is when you need to start building processes uh, and, and make sure that you, you can put someone in front of sea level from a large airline uh, uh, in Europe. Uh, the CMO of Ireland, the CMO of Ryanair, uh, I guess, will not listen to our podcast or will not read uh, our blog. So we need to, to get in touch with them and make sure that we can convince and influence them to, uh, to start using Intercom. And, and, and Intercom, uh, you know, it's, it's known for being a great, uh, a great product company, um, you know, being very fast at product execution, uh, introducing new features, 
um, you know, has the, the sales strategy kind of, uh, does it mirror the, the, the product sort of strategy or the, com- you know, uh, as a company strategy uh, uh, as a whole in, in, in any way? We work hand in hand with our product team. Uh, uh, when we think about launching a new product, well, we want to make sure that uh, we're fully trained, we've got the right content, we've been using the product ourselves before bringing it to, to market, we provide recommendation, um, and uh, before we actually launch a product, uh, we make sure that we've got the right target list, who's going to be our audience for, for this new feature, this new integration, uh, or this new product that we're about to launch. Uh, and we want to, to, to make sure that we'll be fully aligned uh, with our product team um, uh, since the inception of the product till we bring it to, to market. You're a, a believer in team and your sales team like being a competitive advantage you know, to, a, uh, to a company. So I guess for those uh, that are listening and are building out sales teams, you know, what, what are the traits of you know, building uh, a great sales team that can actually be you know, a, a real uh, competitive advantage uh, to your company? What really makes a difference is how you package your product, the stories that you will tell around it, uh, how you're going to brand yourself, um, and also uh, how effective your sales team is going to be. Uh, and this is where you know, I feel really passionate about uh, making sure that my team is going to be very generous with our prospect. We deliver value upfront. Uh, we're, we're not wasting time with prospects that we never sign, but we want to make sure that no, no matter what you know, the conversation will be, that we're, we're going to provide the best experience, we're going to be super reactive. For us, one of our key KPI uh, at Intercom is first response time. We know that the fastest we get back to a prospect, the highest our chance of uh, conversion w- will be. You talked about moving, uh, moving fast there, and uh, I guess, like, uh, as I understand, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, Intercom, you know, shifted its sales practices to uh, to include real time sales. Um, so, what was the impact of that? You know, why should companies, or you know, should companies uh, also adopt a real time sales strategy um, to, to help grow their businesses? What we realized uh, very quickly is that uh, speed is a crucial element if you want to win uh, a deal. Uh, when someone is on your website checking, you know, your pricing page, uh, they're probably on, they've got multiple uh, tabs open and they will, they're also checking what your competitors have to offer. And I strongly believe that uh, having the best live chat solution in the industry, uh, it's a big plus for us. But what will also make us win as, as a prospect is also how fast we're going to, to respond to them. The more we wait, the more we open the door for uh, one of our competitors to jump in and, and win that deal. So first response time is crucial for us. Uh, we've got some uh, internal data that say that uh, if we engage via live, live chat very quickly with a prospect, uh, this prospect is 82% more likely to, to convert and become a, a customer of ours. Um, there is also uh, this stat that, that, uh, statistic that I love from uh, Harvard Business Review that say that if you get back to a lead within 60 minutes, you're 7x more likely to, to convert that, uh, that lead into, into a customer. Um, at the time, you, as you mentioned earlier, uh, we were focusing mainly on our self-service business and then you know, sales business. And our sales business for kind of like small, mid, medium, and enterprise type of customers was really unified. It was the same. If you were an early stage company uh, coming out of Station F in Paris after being incubated, or if you were Microsoft, you were more or less getting the same uh, experience. Uh, you had to get in touch with one, one SDR. The SDR will do this very long, extensive uh, discovery. Then two to three days later, we'll organize a, a demo. And then two to three days later, we'll start you know, the negotiation. Uh, there is this statistic from uh, our friends uh, at Aircall. I think they were one of your partners for uh, SaaS Talk in Berlin. Uh, 
according to them, all the studies that they made as well, uh, they believe that following the traditional funnel from uh, filling in a form and then getting in touch with an SDR and so on, take an average between seven to nine days. And more or less, it was the same for us because you always have a customer canceling your demo, got to postpone by a few days, never the right time. And so we had to you know, turn this process um, on its head uh, for a specific type of buyers. Uh, we're extremely popular with, with the early stage community. Uh, in fact, almost uh, more than 80% of uh, businesses coming out of uh, white combinators are actually using Intercom from day one. Uh, so when we, we're dealing with uh, the decision maker or one of the, the founder of a company uh, coming out of uh, Y Combinator, we know that speed is going to be extremely crucial. Uh, we're dealing with probably a technical co-founder, someone uh, who has the, the, uh, the right to make the decision to purchase Intercom, also potentially has the skill to implement our JavaScript on, on their website. And so the most crucial, important factor would be speed to provide the right information, to set up Intercom the right way, to see value immediately, and we need to get out of the way and just make sure that they're set up the right, correctly, and if they need support, will be, will be available to them. Uh, we felt that for this type of, you know, uh, type of more transactional deals, we were just getting in the way. Uh, and so all the time that we've been saving about uh, doing this kind of like super long discovery and giving a demo to the entire planet, now we're re-injecting all this time into larger deal, and this is really helping us to go, to go up market. To, to to go back to kind of an, an earlier point, when we were talking about the the, the sales teams and um, you know them being a competitive advantage. I guess obviously uh, stating the obvious, to have a great sales team, you need some great salespeople um, within that. Any tips that you can give to listeners uh, in like how to hire uh, you know great salespeople? That is, is a tough tough role uh, because you know every single quarter it's a new battle. You might be the best uh, one quarter, and the following quarter you might struggle. And this is you know the day to day of uh, of being being a sales professional. Something that I always want to push uh, within my team is that I want every single one of them to own one part of our business. Uh, so we might have, for example, Megan within my team. She will be in charge of you know, creating, creating great uh, content and collateral pitch deck, uh, organizing events uh, for us. I might have uh, the real-time sales team, uh, the team of three people right now. They are our kind of growth hacker uh, within the team. They always test the limits uh, and push them to, uh, to see how can we get the best out of uh, Intercom and also other solutions that we use within our stack. Uh, we, I will have, for example, Paddy. Uh, Paddy is... Is amazing at creating great content for our blog, uh, also uh, writing great, uh, uh, great content for when we give a keynote and talk. Uh, so people want to feel feel a part of something bigger than them, and they want to own uh, a piece of uh, a, a piece of this amazing journey. And so this is what I always try to identify to make sure that uh, you know they feel, uh, they feel empowered to, to contribute to, uh, to to Intercom. Intercom belongs to all of us. And um, as, as we're coming to the, the, the end of the, the, the show now, just a, like a couple of uh, <clears throat> sort of final questions. Um, so you, you're uh, coming back to speak at SASDOC um, in, in Dublin uh, in, in October. Um, uh, what can we, you know, will you be doing the same talk uh, from Berlin? Uh, can we I- expect something new? We've been, as I mentioned earlier, we've been experimenting a lot with, with a lot of uh, interesting things, such as, you know, personalized video uh, and also leveraging third-party data, uh, and we are documenting everything. So I'll be I'll be able to share uh, some of the learnings of what has been working great for us, and also uh, what has been a failure. And you know, uh, I think you you've seen many talk of you know, people from Intercom. Uh, we're not afraid about uh, talking about uh, about our failure uh, and being candid about uh, what we need to improve. 
I'm looking forward to that, and it's uh, it gives you a second opportunity to to try and topple Steli uh, in, in the in the post event feedback, which uh, I'm sure you'll give him a good run for his money if not uh, if not beat him. But uh, uh, super excited for that. And 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 last question: we always ask our guests, um, you know, how they stay healthy and sane uh, on on their journey. Um, what, what's your way? I've got two kids, so one thing that I've, I've been doing since being a father. So first of all. Uh, for me, it's uh, an obligation that I need to leave the office at 6.30 so I can be, uh, I can be with them, uh, give them their bath and uh, hang out with them before they go to bed. So I can have an hour, 90 minutes with them and spend uh, quality time. I've been listening to your podcast for a while. Uh, I think I'm probably the worst uh, guest that you might have. Uh, I don't fully do any sport. I check my emails really, really late. Uh, in terms of uh, the way I kind of uh, entertain myself is by you know, listening to uh, tech podcasts, uh, reading tech blogs. Uh, so yeah, so I'm like 100% into, uh, uh, into, into the tech, tech world. And it, even if it's hard to switch off, I really, really enjoy it. So <laughs> yeah, Exercising the mind. So, so yeah, that's uh, as much important. Well, um, great, great answers uh, throughout. Lots of lessons learned there, Stan. Really appreciate you giving up your time today to join us. Uh, on the show and looking forward to catching up in, uh, in, in Dublin at SASOG 18 and, uh, and seeing your talk there. So thanks again, Stan Masuras uh, from Intercom uh, uh, for being a guest on the show. Thanks, Alex. Looking forward to seeing you in Dublin. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the SAS Revolution show. I've picked up valuable lessons from Stan Masuras and the Intercom sales machine. He will share many more learnings and valuable insights at the stage of SAS.18 where you'll have the chance to ask him everything you want. Grab a ticket now and save €200 before the end of the day on August the 3rd. Uh, Always, if you like the podcast we're producing, please drop us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you next time.